I'm Morton Gaz-Pedersen, and you're watching Rowers Chat. Hello, and welcome back to the Rowers Chat YouTube channel. Today, it's a very special podcast. As you can see, I'm joined by someone that I watched personally for many years at Rovers, and I'm sure everyone watching this did. We're joined today by Morton Gaz-Pedersen, who's joining us from Norway. How are you doing, Morton? I'm very good, thank you. And always excited when we're going to talk about Rovers, so uh, the club in our hearts, so now I'm good. Oh, that's good to hear. I mean... For me, at least, you're a Rovers legend, and I think you are for everyone who watched you. Nine years at the club, so many appearances, so many memories, which you know we'll go through on this podcast. You're currently still playing in Norway. How's the season going? Uh, it's okay. We had a little bit tough start. Uh, won the last home game, but uh, yeah, we we mid table now. But hopefully, can have a good run now and and climb the table where uh, so we can be where we want to be and, and fight for uh, promotion. Well, I'm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, we was going to record this last week, but you obviously had a bit of an accident in training. How are you doing? I can't yeah, see no, any scars or anything. I got some. Uh, I got a tape here, so it was. Oh, uh, God, yeah. It was ten stitches uh, wide open all the way in. So uh, yeah, a little bit unlucky. It was a uh, player on trial that was uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, too excited and uh, yeah, ending up banging his head into mine, and I uh, was cut open all the way in. So uh, ended up in hospital, but I'm good now. Back on track. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. We all saw the picture. The picture were going around social media and it was uh, not a nice sight to see. So we said you started in Norway as well. You started with Tromso as a young lad. So was football always a childhood dream? Like, Was it what you wanted to do from a young age? Yeah, football has always been number one. But when, when I was young, uh, uh, Tromso is not my hometown. I'm actually 800 kilometers further northeast in Norway, always on the border to Russia. So I'm from a very small place, but football has always been my my main sport. But I played handball, uh, I went skiing, I was running orientation, I was uh, gymnastic, I was, uh, yeah, lo loads of different things, ice hockey. So I was, um, uh, I liked the adventure, you know, to try different sports, but I think I benefits a lot from, from those things uh, into the football. But football has always been my, my number one sport. Do you think you'd have gone on to do any of them if football maybe didn't work out for you? Uh, I think I was too much into football. Uh, yeah. I sacrificed everything to play football. If, if they crashed with anything else, I will, I will go and play football. But I th like I said, I think I benefit a lot uh, from, from the other sports into football. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I was young when I said I'm going to be a footballer. So I was lucky to, to make my dream come true. So what is football like in Norway when you come through? Obviously, you come through at a young age and you had your breakthrough season just before you joined Blackburn. What was that like, you know, playing in Norway? Of course, it was a big step for me to go to Tromsø. It's the premiership in Norway and, yeah, it was one of my dreams. Uh, when, I, when I got there, it was, it was a big step uh, up. Uh, I think I adapted quite well. Uh, I was lucky because the coach we had back then was uh, uh, taking care of me. He was giving me... Uh, game time and everything so I, I get early into to, to play football on that kind of level and uh, yeah when uh, when when things started to to really go well uh, those clubs um, yeah had an eye on me and uh, was loads of rumors and everything but in the end I ended up in Blackburn so I was very satisfied with that. So when you were coming to Blackburn you just mentioned them rumors <laughs> was there anyone who was you know seriously interested could you have gone elsewhere other than Blackburn? Yeah, there was other clubs. Uh, uh, Villa was looking at me, and uh, there was rumors about other clubs, you know, and <clears throat> Tottenham and those kind of things. And United was watching me, but um, in the end, there was um, 
was Blackburn that uh, put the bid in and 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 welcomed me. So I'm I'm, I'm very pleased with that and. Uh, so when you come over to Blackburn, you know, from Norway, I imagine it's a lot different. What was, what drew you to the club? Like what made you want to make the actual move to England to play for Blackburn? Uh, first of all, I had a really good chat with Graham Sunas and Dean Saunders when, when they came to Tromsø to watch me. Uh, I knew they'd be following me for a long time and, uh, and that was important. I knew there'd be loads of Norwegian people there and they said it was a nice club, a family club where people take care of you and, and care about you. And uh, of course, uh, was one of the few clubs that uh, had lifted the trophy as well. So that was a good thing. I think, you know, bringing to the club, obviously, Norwegian football isn't watched too much over in England. I think you come to the club and you really hit the, you know, you really impress fans. I think, especially, you know, the 2005 2006 season. I think we we're a really good year for yourself. I remember the goal in the opening game against Fulham, was it, when you were. Uh, yeah, we had two, uh, two, two uh, <laughs> really good goals there. I remember that. Uh, uh, it was the first yeah. home season against Fulham. At first, I scored a volley in the far post, and after I put the assist for two guy in the edge of the box when he, he smashed the ball in. So uh, that was a good start of the, the, the 05 06 season. Uh, we, we beat uh, United away in Old Trafford, and yeah, we had loads of good memories from, from that season. You've just linked perfectly into my next question. So that 2-1 win at Old Trafford, obviously both goals from yourself. What's that like? Because obviously Manchester United are a massive club. They're known everywhere. I assume they're known well, really well in Norway as well. You know, what's that like going to Old Trafford, scoring both goals? Because Old Trafford were a terrible place to go. You know, teams didn't really do that well there. Sir Alex Ferguson had them playing well. What was that, you know, that feeling to go and score there and win us the game? No, it was it was always special to go to Old Trafford. Uh, you know, for the first of all, it was uh, the prime time of United. They they were winning the league. They were Champions League, and they were they were almost unbeatable. And with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson in charge as well, so uh, it was a tough place to go. But I still remember the the game where when when Mark Hughes said we we're going there to attack. We're not going to sit back and defend like many teams did. And uh, I think it worked well, and we had a we had a really good team at the time. Uh, we played some good football. We had confidence when they went there, and uh, we we showed them that we we could hurt them as well. We had, we had some big chances in the first half as well that, that we could have scored. And I think it was an open game, and in the end, I think we actually deserved the win on that day. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've seen the game back a few times, and we're just quality. I used to love watching Rovers face against these big sides. You know, it's what you dream of in the Premier League when you're not. One of the one of the massive sides, one of the top six, as they're known. So obviously, Rovers started getting in Europe around the time you was at Rovers. You know, we had a few good seasons. I remember us playing in Europe, even the Intertoto Cup, the UEFA Cup. What's that like playing in Europe and playing for you know Blackman? Who I know we didn't go all the way, but we had some good memories in Europe. I think first of all, when when you're going to Europe, that's uh, that shows you that you're a good team because just certain team can play in Europe if you do that well you know and, and we we did really well at that time we we were not far away from the champions leagues but actually one year i think it was like four points or five points away so that just show how good the season was and uh, yeah i think we we learned a lot we had loads of experienced players and uh, we didn't have the biggest squad but i think with the squad we had we did really well we were uh, yeah we were a fit team we were working hard and i think uh, people was yeah was a little bit of fair was when, when, we, when we're going to play, especially at home. So, uh, 
know, the, it's good memories when when you play. I still remember we, we went to Salzburg away to the Red Bull Stadium and those kind of things. And uh, yeah, memorable night for us. And uh, of course, like you said, play the big teams in back in England. And so uh, it's those kind of things that yeah want you to to work even harder to to get a pl better player and i think that's attracts better players as well because uh, i think uh, some of the players we we got to the club to show that uh, was uh, was a club that everybody heard about and was a little bit yeah curious about yeah there was a lot of quality coming in weren't there? i think you know mark hughes in charge he brought quite a few good players in uh, Rocky Santa Cruz being one, you know, he brought him in. You've got Sam Allardyce coming afterwards, who we'll go on to discuss. I think Rovers always seem to, around them years, we were good in the cup competitions as well. I might bring up a game here that personally might feel a bit different. And, you know, I, I think everyone remembers the semi-finals in the 2007, you know, the 06 or 7 season we played Chelsea. How does it feel, you know, in them games, such a big game, Obviously, everyone watches them games. How did that feel in the uh, in the semi-finals of the FA Cup? One of the biggest and best tournaments there are. Yeah, the Chelsea game we played on Old Trafford, in the, and uh, that really hurts because I think we did we had a really good game against them, and we <clears throat> I think it was Frank Lampard that scored a winner in the in the end. Uh, and uh, I had actually two in the post. I had one head that I went on the outside of the post and one that went on the inside of the post and behind check and out for a goal kick it's like almost impossible it's going to happen and uh, that just show how, how close we were to get to a final and i think we deserved that because we we we, we played well we had a better team and that's maybe also where the difference between the the top four clubs came in they had a tiny little more quality or or the the, the width of the squad to to make the difference but I think with, with the squad we had, we, we showed that it's possible to to cope with the big teams and, and play some good stuff. And yeah, that was a good, uh, a very good uh, a good day at work. But unfortunately, we, we didn't get what we want and what we deserved. Yeah, I think we did deserve something, <coughs> didn't we? We deserved, you know, we matched all the big boys, the big boys who had all the money that we didn't. Mm. You know, we were signing plays for smaller amounts and you know, making good deals, bringing Chris Samba, we didn't sign for much money. All these plays, you know, that we didn't spend much money on, but we competed with the big money spenders, obviously the Abramovich era at Chelsea and United always spent money. So it were always good to see us compete. Now, if we move on into, you know, the next season, the 07 or 08 season, I don't think, you know, one of the best for Rovers, a lot of change at the club, you know, heading in. Obviously, when Mark Hughes left the club and went off to Manchester City and mm. Paul Lynch came in, you know, what was your thoughts on having Paul Lynch in and how was it working under him for the, the short period that you did? First of all, it was a big, uh, big thing of losing Mark Hughes. But the, but the way we performed uh, under him, you almost knew there's going to be a big club come, coming in for him because we, he was doing so well with a small club with like you said with a limited budget compared to the big boys and they just uh, got a new owner i think it was from thailand or something a man city that's really going to build and build a new team and yeah he <clears throat> he was only allowed to take one player with him from blackburn and there was talk about yeah he took rocky santa cruz and uh, and we had talks with him i think me and bentley was talking with him as well maybe there could be something going on but but of course, when um, I knew Paul Ince a little bit from before, when uh, he was at Wolverhampton, 
because they was in Norway on uh, on a preseason tour before I went to Blackburn and we, we played against them and and that played him a few times and, and scored a goal and he, he asked me if I want to come and play for for Wolverhampton but I then I knew uh, that uh, Trump had turned down a bid from Blackburn already so <clears throat> that was not the thing but so I knew him a little bit uh, when I came back I came out actually a little bit late back because I've been on international duties I had, I had a week extra off so uh, in the beginning it was nice but um, it didn't really work out I think the job came a little bit early for him uh, maybe a little bit too big because uh, uh, some of the the people Carl Robinson brought with him was really good but I think Archie Knox was a little bit too old school and those kind of things and uh, a little bit unlucky because uh, I think we we had a chance to push further on a little bit quicker but at that time I think it just took us down a little bit because um, he, he wasn't the right guy at the right time to, to take us further. No and then you know Sam Allardyce comes into the club who's got a reputation of playing this long football probably an unfair reputation in terms of <laughs> He's more known for the football he plays rather than the job he's done everywhere. You know, what was it like having Big Sam coming on? Uh, Do you uh, remember? Yeah, I, I remember him well. And I had a really good relationship with him as well. So uh, he came in and he put the standard in training and, you know, he, fitness levels and all those kind of things. And uh, I think people really, really, for me personally, I love to to be under, under uh, Sam Allardyce because it was hard work and he expects you to work hard and, like uh, the style of football, he, he gets uh, criticised for. But at one stage, Chelsea actually played more long balls to drug, but than actually we played in, in our style of football. But uh, I think it was fun. It wasn't like well, I, I don't think we had did we lose at home at all under him. You know, everybody was scared of coming to Ewood Park. It was like a, like the unbreakable castle peak we were coming to, and but. Um, we did well with Sam as well, and uh, for me, I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was a little bit um, sorry when when he when he had to leave after yeah some circumstances. Yeah, we're really disappointing. I think you look at Allardyce, and he made some good signings. We were talking about uh, not spending too much money and competing, <laughs> and you know, Gail Juve coming to the club. Obviously, Rocky Santa Cruz had gone, and you know, Stephen Enzonzi coming, and I know Kalinic coming, and maybe didn't have the best of times but you know we spent a bit of money and he strengthened the side and like you said the circumstances he left in you know we'll move on to them soon I just think what did Allardyce expect of you as a player because he'll have seen yourself play you know he was around the Premier League in terms of managing for years while you were at Rovers what did he expect of yourself and what did he expect of the team he had high high expectations from you. He he uh, he had high expectation in like in training to work hard and when we were training hard, he was not scared to to take your head off if he wasn't happy with with your work or what you were doing. And I think that's good because that put a certain standard into training. Uh, sometimes when uh, when he was away, he um, he could watch the training on the on the video after and and tell you if he didn't do something right, you know. So uh, I like him uh, and. Uh, he had a few mind games as well. He's a strong character and uh, he liked people that can handle the pressure and, and can be strong as well. And I think like when they brought in Michel Salgado as well, typical winner, won everything Real Madrid and Spain and everything. And uh, I learned a lot from him, like those kind of things as well and, and other players. So 
we had a really good good team that knew exactly what we were going to do. That's why I think we did so well as well. Even when we did changes, people came in and knew what the job was. Yeah, so uh, I had a really good time under Sam. And yeah, he could be harder sometimes, but he was also the first one to, to give you the, the credit for the job you've done as well. That's perfect. And, you know, as Allardyce left, the new owners come in and Steve Keane, you know, come into the role. What was that like, the move? Because obviously, I think the Allardyce second come out of nowhere almost. And, you know, when a manager's just thrown in or a caretaker manager, how how were the feeling around the club? How was it going from suddenly with Sam to Steve? Obviously, Steve Keane was under Sam Allardyce at the club. But did you notice a change in anything when, you know, that change were made? I think it's very strange when a club like Blackburn, I think it was seven or eight in the league at the time, eight or something. Uh, that's a good position for Blackburn to be in, in the Premier League if you look at all the clubs in front. So uh, so that that came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I remember I was actually on my way home in a funeral uh, when I landed in, in Tromsø and suddenly I like 40 texts or whatever, people calling and media. I didn't know anything at all. And... Uh, I thought it was a joke first, <clears throat> and then you you coming back and you you hear, you can hear all the stories and what's going on. So I think it's it was a shame uh, that it happened and, and how it happened because uh, I think the oh, I know there was uh, too many people talking to the owners about uh, things that wasn't true, and I know myself I was in the club, so I know what's true, wrong, or what's right. So uh, I think that was. A bad way uh, people talking in in the owner's ear and and try to get their own benefits out from from that because there was nobody that could go in maybe and do a better job that sam did at the moment in blackburn yeah that was it. i think that was the shot from everyone we was a you know we was a club in a really good position like you mentioned you can't realistically compete with your chelsea's and your man united we have to be realistic don't we and the job that sam were doing it just didn't feel right. Obviously, with the appointment come a bit of fan uh, distancing be- between the club and the fans. You know, we all know what went on. We won't go into the ins and outs of what went on because that's in the past now. But how did it feel, you know, playing when, I wouldn't say toxic atmosphere, but, you know, that you could feel the discontent from the fans. How was that as a player, you know, trying to get results? And obviously it did end us end up in us getting relegated you know how was that playing and how was it when you could feel sliding down the table a bit and the atmosphere weren't the best no it's, it's a weird feeling it's a weird atmosphere as well because there was an atmosphere but it was like a little bit toxic in one way uh both ways uh you wanted to win but on another way there was like you know you could feel there was something in the air but the bad thing is probably i would say Jerome anderson was one of the things why it happened you know, uh, I think it was for his own benefit and all the things because he wanted to get his own players into the club and Sam didn't want those players in. And, you know, and I presume he went to the own, you know, he went for his own good. He didn't go for the club's good because I think if Sam stayed, there will be a total, with, with the owners today, there will be a totally different story. You know, so, uh, the, like you said, it takes time to, to build a card off, but it's easy to, to, to take it down so i think one person can can kill a club because um, he got his own attention and is he looking for his own benefits in in that so 
that's a shame what happened and uh, there was no reason why why Sam should have been sacked and there's been someone someone talking uh, things they shouldn't say to the owners and that's why it happened so they did it for their own benefit so I'm sorry for that but uh, you can't change history you can only create new ones so hopefully we can see Blackburn back where it belongs uh, in, in the end It's great to hear you say that about the club you know being back well I think we'll discuss <laughs> the current side as we're going Obviously, with the relegation comes, you know, all the things we talked about, players leaving, you know, the club almost changes, doesn't it? Because it's not just the football that changes, you know, the staff at the club, clubs have to change. How did it feel around that club in the, you know, in the relegation time? Obviously, the loss against Wigan with the chicken on the pitch, you know, all these things going on. How did it feel almost that summer, you know, after the relegation and you're heading into a championship season, you've still got the same manager in charge. Just how was that around the club after, you know, the relegation? Because we've been in the Premier League for, you know, 10 years, 11 years. How was it? I still remember the feeling when you got relegated, you know, it's like like you get a knife in your stomach, you know, and uh, it didn't sink in. It took me days before I actually understand that we are going down. And... uh, <laughs> I can still feel it now, you know. Yeah, I was in tears, you know. It was the last thing you want to do, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, after everything that happened at the club, with like there's one guy that can do so much damage, uh, and I think that's the main reason. Because if there be a another person that was not. Uh, tried to get everything for himself that it would have been a different story but when it happened it was I was devastating and then everybody you you didn't know what like who will leave who will stay what's going to happen you know to be in that bubble where you don't know you know what's going to happen it's not a good feeling and uh, but then you have to accept it in one way even if you don't and and when you show up for preseason again there was only one thing in my head and I was to get back to the Premier League as soon as possible and, and work hard. And I remember that summer I was working so hard. I was so fit when I got back for preseason and everything. And um, there was still that um, that feeling in the air we were talking about, you know, that wasn't right. Yeah. And, uh, I think we started the season ever so well, even if we, we had to fight on two sides in one way. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was tough because we did well so long and suddenly there were so many things that happened and they, yeah, Chevy Singh came in and we shouldn't talk about him now maybe, but, you know, yeah, there was, was so many things that, that happened and wasn't right. No, and obviously that championship season, like you say, you want to get back up to the Premier League. You, you go into it as the favourites, don't you, when you come down. Everyone talks about you in the media, talks about all these good players they've got. And obviously you were in that squad, David Dunn in the squad, and you bring in the likes of Jordan Rhodes and Nuno Gomez come in. You look at all these players and, you know, should we have gone back up that season? Obviously, we had all the managerial changes, you know, there were a lot that went on in that season. But should Rovers have gone back up with the squad that we had? Definitely, yes. But I think if we had a little bit more stability, we would have gone up because we started this when people was, when the mental and everything, everybody was in the right place. We did well. We were, 
I don't know how many rounds you were in the top uh, and fighting for the to to get back. And but I think with all the things and circumstances around, it was hard to keep focus on everything. You know, there was uh, manager was coming and going at one stage. You know, and yeah, there was so many things going on. And yeah, yeah, sorry to say, but. I think uh, if we could have stayed with one manager, maybe the whole season, it could have worked. But there were so many changes happening, players coming in, changing everything. And yeah, but on a good day, we could show that we were the best team maybe in the league. But we need consistency and we, we didn't have that at the time and we, we couldn't make it. Yeah, that's it. I think consistency is a massive part of football. That's what we had under the old managers in the Premier League. and. That's where we fell short. Obviously, that season we also had the uh, quarterfinals of the FA Cup Millwall replay. Mm. How did that feel? Because you know, I read an interview from yourself around the time about you know you were hoping we mentioned the Chelsea game. You were hoping to wipe out that Chelsea game and get the club back to Wembley. How did it feel that night when you know we got beat off a Millwall side that were you know they were no better than us, but no. they just beat us on the night. How did that feel to miss out on Wembley? Yeah, that game was over two legs, wasn't it, as well? So, home and away. Oh. Yeah, I think we got the replay, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah, yeah. lost that replay. Yeah, and uh, I think, I don't know, I think we had quite many chances as well, but we could just put the ball ball in the back of the net. And I, I think that's, in one way, Blackburn is a good club, it's everything, and you can say that about the game. We did okay, but it wasn't good enough to, like the, the the last inch to get the ball over the line to to get to get into the dream if you know what I mean and yeah, I think that sums up a little bit of the of that season almost is not enough in football it will never be you know it was almost a goal almost a win you know it was too much almost if it, I think yeah. you understand what I mean and and we didn't have that consistency and yeah then it doesn't matter you you can say sorry we should have done this we should have done that you know but. In the end, it's, it's about being the best team on the night and Millwall did what they have to do and they did. Yeah, that's right. No one really remembers the teams that missed out, did they? And I think that's where the you know the disappointment comes from that. So mm. the following summer, you were told you could leave Blackburn nine years with a club. I read an interview again where you said that you cried when you were told. Could you just talk us through what that was like when you was told? How was you told? And... You know what was your initial reaction? No, there was uh, there was many things. Uh, <clears throat> they, uh, there was many changes, and uh, uh, Gary Boyer was in charge. Uh, or was he in charge? You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. There was a guy pulling the strings behind them. Um, that guy was, uh, uh, yeah, did some strange things and uh, against me and all the things. But in the end. Everybody knew that he was uh, toxic for the club, so he, he went away. But uh, yeah, uh, for me it was hard. Uh, I still remember when I did a walk around the stadium. Uh, there wasn't 100% sure if we're going to leave or not. But Podsy, the kitman, told me, Morten, you have to go out. If this is your last chance, you have to go out and at least say bye to to the people you love. And, uh, and I did so. And uh, I did everything to try to hold my tears back and everything and I, I was crying when I got home and the, in the car back home and yeah it was really emotional uh, I, I still remember the interview I did with um, 
we drove his TV after and was it was hard to talk actually and almost hard to remember all the things because there were so many feelings inside me and uh, in one way I, I wanted to go to another English club and on the other side my, my, my feelings said you can't play for anyone else in England because it's only one club for you and then Turkey came up with a crazy adventure and I said maybe that's a good thing to try to like start a new chapter and yeah, went there and we we did well. We went to Europe in, in Turkey and the the, the love for Blackburn would always be there. And actually today I spoke to to Les at the training ground and so I'm always back there. In, in just before the COVID came, I was back training with them and uh, I speak to the owners now. Uh, I was talking to them now when they're gonna appoint a new manager. Uh, I've been in, involved all the way, so and talking to them and everything. So it's nice that you can still be a part of the club even you far away and the way they treat me and allow me to be a part of Blackburn is uh, something I'm really proud of. Yeah, I remember that match that you come back at Ewood and you walked out with a Rover shirt on and I just remember the reaction you got from the crowd. It was, you know, it was incredible to see everyone, the way they embraced you and, you know, you had your evening at Ewood Park. I attended that as well and I remember, you know, you were talking all night and, Everyone just loves listening to you speak. Now, this is someone, you're someone who, nine years at the club, I think Rovers fans love a player that you can have all the quality in the world and you're a very, obviously a very talented player, but you also had the fight for the badge and you knew what it meant to play for Blackman. And I think that's such a big thing for the Blackman fans in, you know, in their hearts. So we mentioned before you're still playing. Are there any plans, you know, for finishing or are you going to carry on for as long as your body lets you and then what do you want to do after football <clears throat> i'm lucky to be to be fit to play football and i love football and i think i get paid back now for all the hours that i spent in injury prevention work and yeah do all the boring things you, you can say yeah. uh, so i still love playing football uh, and uh, like i said it, i'm so lucky i can my work can be what i love to do and why not doing that as long as you can? But of course, um, I'm closer to the end at the beginning, so uh, you never know. Um, I, I've done some badges uh, as coach and the coaching things, but the next one I have to, I can't play if I'm going to do it because then I have to be away for a certain time. And yeah, I got uh, a good dialogue with with Blackburn. Uh, if I ever want to maybe come want to come back there and do some coaching, I think that will be okay. Uh, Maybe I should join on with with John Del Thomas as a Scandinavian. <laughs> That's what I, we like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no, I don't know. Um, at the moment, I play football, but of course, um, I guess some thoughts in my head. Uh, uh, but for sure, I will always come back to Blackburn. That's that's for sure. But um, if I'll be there as a coach or whatever, or I will always be like ambassador. But. Uh, at the moment, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna finish one season at the time, and, and let's uh, let's see what's gonna happen. We'd love to have you back. Chris Amber's come back. He's involved with the academy. I think having yourself around the club would be great. Young players <laughs> come back up to you. <clears throat> Everything about you. Yeah, I think Blackburn fans would have you back in a heartbeat. So we'll finish it off with just a few questions, a few quick fire questions, and then the big one that I asked you before that you've been thinking about throughout so we'll just go through these just a quick 20 seconds on each you know and we'll just might have a quick discussion on them 
So what is your favourite goal you scored for Blackburn? Uh, I would say the Burnley one, the winner against Burnley in the Cup. Uh, that's the th reason, because the meaning of the goal, the history, uh, because we are the biggest club. And it was nice to score in front of them. And the, the further or more I think about the goal, the more important and better it is. So, of course, scoring on Old Trafford and the full-on goal is amazing. But the meaning of my Blackburn heart and everything is to... To score the winner and uh, just see after the goal actually how important it was. So uh, that was nice. And who would you say the best player is that you've played with at the club? Because, you know, we were discussing before <laughs> you've played yeah. with so many, but who's the, you know, if you had to pick one player to pick out, who would be the best player that you played with? Yeah, I've been lucky to play with so many good players in Blackburn. Uh, you can mention, yeah, Rocky, Ben McCarthy, you know, Salgado, Bellamy, Jakubu, everything. But I have to say two guy. Uh, first of all, he's a fantastic person. Uh, I learned a lot from him. I talked a lot to him and he gave me some good advice. But as a player, it was a dream to play in the winger with him in the middle. Do you have any good stories of, you know, your time with two guys? David Dunn spoke a lot about, you know, him at the club, but any stories from yourself? <laughs> no, we had a ah, yeah, yeah. many, many. He, he was always, always having fun and you know jokes and uh, yeah, he could have a little cigarette here and there sometimes. But <laughs> no, I would just have to say his family and everything. When I came to Turkey, the way they helped him there as well. So I'm still in contact with him. So uh, yeah. And who was the best manager you played under at Blackman? Because you know we discussed quite a few that you played under. Who would you say the best one was? And, you know, why was they the best for you? I always said it's hard to take away Mark Hughes and Sam Allardyce. I would say both because in one way they are quite similar, but in the other way they're totally opposite. So uh, I had my best football I played under both of them and I almost played <clears throat> different kind of football under both of them as well. So uh, I think it's hard to, to judge who who is in front of the other one, but both of them had a massive impact uh, impact on me as a player and uh, had a really close relationship with them as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, they have to be both. And what was the best game that you played for Elvish? Maybe not the best game in terms of for a spectator, but the best game that you personally felt you played in? <clears throat> Maybe the, the Old Trafford game away. I think that was one of my best games for for hours, uh, I think uh, many things was good. Uh, I think away the two goals, but I think as a, as a football game, uh, where we performed well, me, everybody performed on the night, and uh, that's one of my biggest nights as a footballer. And uh, it's nice when you can hear Alex Ferguson give uh, the fullback the head right because they can't stop you, then you know you've done something right uh, that evening. <laughs> And what would you say the best moment in a Rover shirt was, or even being involved with a club? You know, we mentioned you coming back to where you would. <coughs> we mentioned uh, the Burnley goal you scored. You know, what was maybe the best moment? Um, uh, when things go by, yeah, you know, uh, some memories coming back and you maybe forget someone, but one of the best and important things for me was where, when I signed for the club, I played... Uh, I played against Manchester United and got the debut. Was uh, then soon as went to Newcastle. Uh, got served half time against Newcastle by Tony Parks because 
didn't work. Uh, Mark Hughes came in and nostalgia against uh, <coughs> Portsmouth against Southern. After that, uh, yeah, I came on for 10 minutes against Bournemouth in the cup. We lost on the penalties, but then I was out for three and a half months. And for me, the when I came back to the team, the, the way I, I well, the way I had trained, uh, prepared myself for the time or, or the chance to come and the way I took it, I think that's one of my best memories actually, where actually the proper the proper start was. Who was the best team you played against? So not the best team, the who did you think you performed the best against? You know, was the certain team you enjoyed playing against because you knew you'd you maybe play a fullback that you get the better of, or you just always seem to have a good game against them? I think Tottenham was a team I always played well against, especially at home. Uh, uh, yeah, I love to I love to play against Altieri. I think that was his name. <laughs> and but generally in Tottenham, I think Tottenham home was one of the games that always worked well, and, and United. So, uh, but away it was Arsenal for me. That was the, the hardest game. Yeah, I think uh, we had a few few disappointing <laughs> results against them that we won't cover. So, who would you say the joker was in the dressing room? You know, the funny man, the one that would get everyone going a bit. Oh, the funny thing, when, when I signed, Michael Gray was was a funny guy, uh, but in a good way. I, I liked him as a person, and but he, he had just good jokes about him and everything. Uh, of course, when, uh, when Robbie Savage came in, he, he could go a little bit over the top sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> he could be a clown. Uh, yeah, we had some some funny guys uh, walking around the dressing room. So I think we had a we had a good dressing room. There were um, you can have fun, you can have uh, arguments, everything. So I think uh, we had a healthy dressing room with uh, with smiles and uh, with discussions. And the one I asked you before, the one that you said would be tough, and I can imagine it be tough. The best eleven you played with, so include yourself in it. Yeah. yourself out on the left, putting them crosses in. Who makes your best 11 in terms of your time at Rovers? Oh, good question. Uh, Brad Fielding goal. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan Nelson, Chris Samba. At the back, they have to be there. Uh, I will put David Bentley on the right. Kind of, but like you get Benny McCarthy, you get Craig Bellamy, Yakubu, and Rocco Santa Cruz. It's we... tough. <laughs> it's really <laughs> tough. Yeah. Uh... What, what was formation? We're going to play 3 3 4 or 3 4 3. <laughs> we'll go 3 4 3. You get as many attackers in as you can. So we've got. You said yeah. Nelson at the back, didn't you? Uh, did you say Samba as well? Samba as well, yeah. Nelson, Samba. So one more defender. Yeah. In one way, I go. Uh, when I go with Lucas Neal, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was good on his prime. He was hardly anyone could go past him, and he was an athlete as well. You know, going forward and everything. So I think we have a solid back three. Oh, really solid, and then. Bentley yeah. on the right, yourself on the left, who's the two centre midfielders? Because I think I know one of them, but the other ones, yeah. there's so, so many. Some reason two guys will probably be in there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, good question. 
you, Steven Azonzi was very good at the uh, at a time as well, so it could easily be him as well. And and you see the steps he took when he went to went to Seville yeah. and everything. So yeah, and up front, uh, <laughs> I, I have to put Benny and Rocky because I was really close friends with them, and uh, yeah, I think I go with Cuba as well. That sounds an incredible team. I think that front three would score you enough goals to get you. Yeah, we can't be able themselves. <laughs> you don't need defense with that team. You you score more than enough. Right. And I think it's hard because we, um, yeah, just even Warnock that did ever so well on left back. Yeah. You know, and and Marcus and Mar and Martin Olsen as well did so well. And uh, Brett Emerton was really good when they played the. I think I think it's hard to. And harsh to put someone out, so uh, yeah, it is. Well, the big, yeah, yeah, really good bench as well. <laughs> yeah, there's no shame in missing out to any of them 11 that you mentioned, you no. know, absolute quality. So, my final question is as we wrap up, yeah, what do you make you know, the Rovers fans out? What's your connection like with them? How much do you treasure the fact that they love you so much? I see them comment on your social media all the time, the picture went round of you. When you got uh, you had your head injury the other week, and everyone were wishing you all the best on Twitter. You know, everyone loves you. They still mention you now, and I'm sure they'll mention you. You know, 40, 50 years down the line. What do you make of your connection with the Rovers fans? And do you have anything you know you'd like to say to them? Of course, I, I think I always had a special relationship with them. Uh, I think one of the reasons is because I, I came from a really, really small place, and I think it's important to talk to people and. Even when we lost them, we won the game. I always took my time to to talk to them and sign. And I think it's nice when people come up and ask, "How are you doing?" Or "We like what you do." Or you can, you know, I think it's it's good because uh, I think it's important to talk to people and it's important to see people because not everybody in the world gets seen. And a small hike can and can do a big change. And uh, many times. I'm happy, I'm healthy, everything, but sometimes the little high or the, the clap on the shoulder from the fans has been one of the things that have helped me to keep going and work even harder. So uh, uh, for me, the fans has always been important. And uh, when I kiss the badge, it's, it's been straight from my heart. It's, uh, and I think people know that. And and I said when, when I left Ewood, if I could shook everyone's hand, I, I would have done. And yeah. Uh, I would love to be in Blackburn still, even if I haven't played a minute, just to even train and do, you know, but that, that's the fact and that's how football is, but Blackburn will always have a special place in my heart and hopefully I will have a good place in some Rovers fans' hearts for a while as well. I think we put out on social media that we was going to have you on the podcast and everyone were delighted to have you on, I think. You're one of the players that, like I say, you've talked about all the time still and all these games that you played in are always talked about. The Burnley goal were going round on Twitter the other day. Uh, the Fulham goal were going round again. I saw that one. I think you're forever in our hearts and I just, from a personal, I thank you for everything you did for the club and, you know, you can words on us now. It's nice to see former players still caring. You know, just to one more question. Uh, John Dahl Thomason come in, you mentioned it before. You know, what have you seen of him as a manager? And do you think you don't you think he'll be a success at Rovers? I like him as a person. 
he did ever so well with Malmo. They won the league twice and everything. And I actually spoke with Harry, that I was the, the the manager of the national team of Denmark. He was his assistant coach there, and I spoke to him, and he he is, said loads of good words about him. So uh, I hope it will work well because yeah, he's a Scandinavian, but uh, I think it's it would be nice to to have a good season to work well, and I hope everything works well for him. And, yeah, uh, that's with every manager, and it's all small margins as well now to to take the next step into the the the, the fine the finest. So uh, hopefully we can get there, if not this year, but in the, in the next few years, if we can, yeah, like be consistency now and and and, and push a little bit further up, and, and hopefully get there what we're aiming for. We're not the only club that try to do it, so it's going to be tough. But I think if we we all drag in the same direction, there will be a bigger chance to 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 get through. I think that's a perfect place to end it. I just want to say thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And I just hope, you know, you do all the best. I hope you're still playing in five years' time in Norway. And, you know, I think it's been a brilliant episode to have you on. Thank you to everyone for watching. I really appreciate your time. Obviously, hit subscribe, do all of that stuff. You can't know when we've got Morton sat next to us. So thank you again, Morton, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, and uh, maybe you see me back in Blackburn before you know. Fingers crossed. <laughs>